gather in your name to hear from you through your holy word, to meet you through your holy table, and to be encouraged at every part by your Holy Spirit. We pray that you would bless us. We seek your blessing, Lord. We come to you asking for it. No other life can be found except for the life in you. Would you attend to us now, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Four weeks ago on Pentecost Sunday, our church gathered together off Highway 51 for a celebration of the Holy Spirit being poured out on the church, what we sometimes consider to be the birthday of the church. And we gathered together and we feasted on that day, the Feast of Pentecost. I was at a family wedding that weekend, and so I was not present with you. But Eric was preaching on the Holy Spirit. And at that time, Eric did not know what was about to happen in the life of our church. But I believe that God was speaking through him, as I will speak through this microphone. <laughs> if you missed that sermon, if you weren't there that Sunday, uh, like me, go back and listen to the sermon for June 4th. Eric talked about how God is a God of surprises. And he defined a surprise as an unexpected event, something very disruptive that causes us to regroup, reevaluate, and recalibrate according to a new set of circumstances. We don't always love surprises. They catch us off guard. But Eric exhorted us that our role is to trust the Holy Spirit because although we may feel that we're not in control, the Lord is in control through His Spirit and He is leading us and guiding us even through disruptions. I think most of you by now have heard surprising news. Uh, if you have not, it may come as a shock. On Monday evening, I offered my resignation to the vestry. Paisley and I and our family, we are going to be moving to Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, in the Charleston area, where I have accepted a call to serve St. Andrew's Anglican Church as an associate there. We will be here through July, and my last Sunday will be August 6. God is a God of surprises, and not all surprises are welcome at first. Because surprise often involves change, and change involves loss, and loss involves grief. My family is excited about this new call. We believe it's the Spirit leading us, and yet we are also sad. We grieve. We grieve now. We will grieve in the future. We've been here almost nine years. When we moved here, we had a six-month-old. Now we have four children. We have literally grown up here. We have been well, well loved by this church, and our relationships with you are deep, and they are meaningful, and it has been an honor and a privilege to serve you these years as a pastor. So our own feelings are mixed, and we get to move to the beach. <laughs> we certainly understand if your feelings are mixed as well. If you're sad, if you're shocked, if you're angry, if you're hurt, if you're glad to see us go, <laughs> however you receive this news, it's okay. It's a big change for all of us, and the Holy Spirit is with us. 
how do we get to this place in our discernment, if that might be helpful for me to say a couple of words about? It was an interesting process, um, partly because King of Kings has been doing better and better and better in the last several months, in the last few years. We've been growing. We've been incredibly blessed financially over these last six months or so of this year. There's energy, there's leadership for ministry, relationships are being formed, new ones, old ones. Uh, they're being deepened, community. They're, the future really is bright for this church. We are on a good trajectory. And so it didn't make sense to me at first that I would leave when things were going so well. Many of the things that are happening right now are things for which we have prayed for and we have longed for and we have wanted to see take place. And so the question has sort of been along for Paisley and I, now, Lord, now would be the time? And yet as we prayed into that, there came a sense of peaceful completion, a feeling that although the ministry of this church goes forward, our role in that was coming to an end. The scripture that's come to mind from 1 Corinthians. Uh, Paul was doing ministry in Corinth, and he was reflecting uh, on that ministry and the role that he played. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. He says this, What then is Apollos? Apollos was another leader. What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Some of you know John Schuler. 17 years ago, God used him to plant this church. And I marvel when God gifts people and calls people to plant a church. I don't believe he has yet called me or gifted me to do that. It is an extraordinary thing when there's no church and then all of a sudden through the working of the Holy Spirit in an individual, there is a church. And some of you in this room were there in the beginning and helped King of Kings get planted. I came in 2008 and for about the last nine years, I have been seeing through, through the lens of this scripture that I, I've been in a, in a watering season that together we have nourished what God planted through John and others in this church. We have added some structure. We have developed some ministry. We have strengthened relationships and community. So I reflected on these different phases of the life of a church. It helped me see more clearly that my time was, in fact, coming to an end. That God had done in us and through us what he wanted to do. And sometimes I think he did more in us than he did through us. That is often the way of the Spirit. And I felt a peace that it was time to lay it down. And the trust that God had good things in store. That he had a new season and new leaders that he wanted to raise up. So God used John Schuler. I hope that God has used me for some things. God will use your next rector for some things. But ultimately, and this is how I love that Paul concludes that thought, neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. That was so wonderfully uh, demonstrated to me when in one of the, the greatest times of flourishing and growth of our church, I was gone for three and a half months on sabbatical. And some of you came during that time or around that time Great reminder that it is the Holy Spirit leading this church. It is the Holy Spirit giving growth 
of all types, not just numerical, but spiritual. It is the Holy Spirit giving life. It is the Holy Spirit who has gathered this group of people for this time. Leaders will come and go, but the Spirit does not. He will direct this church into the next season of life and of ministry. So what happens next for King of Kings? That's one question I know that some have been asking. And will this church be okay? Will it make it? That's another question that has come up. Well, let me first say, especially to that second question, will you be okay? I think you will. I think you'll be more than okay. I know that for a few reasons. The first is that you're not actually losing your pastor. Friends, I was a sub-shepherd. I was an underling, if anything, to the chief shepherd. And if I have done anything good, it is that I have pointed you to him, your pastor who will never leave you, who will never forsake you. So you're not actually losing your pastor. Jesus, the good shepherd, is always with you. But leadership does matter, and the Lord gives leaders, and he has given some phenomenal leadership to this church. You have a wonderful bishop, continues to be my bishop. I'm staying in the diocese, so we're all in it together. David Bryan, you've met him, I hope. You've seen him at different things. He will be uh, walking with the church through this transition. He will be praying for you. He has been praying for you. We have a great staff in place, and Tammy and Eric. We have other clergy as well, and Fred and Jean. We have a wonderful, wonderful vestry right now. And I saw earlier when we met just how just an anointing came over them, and they picked up the mantle of authority in a new way. Our vestry um, is headed up by Ted Wolf. I am comforted that Ted is in this position of leadership. Like it or not, you will have to look up to Ted. It's <laughs> just how things work. Um, God seems to call Ted, and we've had some laughs about this, to, to lead in times of transition. Um, Ted was the chairman of the search team that called me to come to this church, and in the providence of God, he's back in a position of leadership. Um, the vestry, together with Ted, is a wonderful group of people. Uh, you're in good hands. They are people who love Jesus. Uh, they love this church. They are wise, and you will be okay with them. Um, Ted is our what we call our senior lay leader or our senior warden. Uh, Pam Shuford is our junior lay leader, junior warden, and secretary. Lawrence Moore, um, who gives the phenomenal treasurer's reports up here. He's our treasurer. Uh, Don Ward, Dana Herka, and Neil Moray. Just a few moments. Uh, Ted's going to come up and share a few words about uh, what's going on and next steps. Another reason why I believe this church is going to be more than okay is because of you. Um, leaving King of Kings, I, I don't leave behind a, a great building. We've prayed about that, and I hope that God will give that in the future. I don't leave behind a, a great institution, but what I leave and what will be the hardest to leave is you all and the relationships that we've shared these many years. I've learned a lot from watching you love Jesus and from watching you love each other. And it's been so wonderful to be a part of that. And so carry on loving each other. Last week, we gathered in Don Ward's home. And um, when I came in, Anya and Don's youngest, Elise, said, Church! 
I thought, oh, that's so sweet. You know, she associates me with the church. That makes a lot of sense. I'm the pastor. I'm up front a lot. That makes sense. But then a couple of other people came in, and she said, church. It was a great picture for me. The leadership is not the church. The pastor is not the church. You all are the church. You all are the people of God that God has gathered in this place, this locale, this room. He is the head. You are the people. You are the church. And a pastor is just another part of the body with a role to play, but you all have roles to play. I told the vestry on Monday evening, and this sounds a bit strange, but I mean this, that I hope that for the next season of King of Kings, that the pastor would be less important. Not unimportant, just less important. Because the church itself would have such a high degree of ownership and involvement and commitment and leadership. There are leadership gifts in this room already. And so I would encourage you as you pray and you discern and you search out for your next pastor. Yes, look for somebody who's a competent preacher. Yes, somebody who's a good leader. Yes, somebody who's pastoral. But the number one thing you should look for is someone who will help you be who God is calling you to be to use your gifts who would equip and empower the people of God to be the people of God in this city. Spend some time reflecting on Ephesians 4 and how Paul understands uh, leadership positions like a pastor teacher, but ultimately how that serves to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So our Holy Spirit the beautiful, wonderful Holy Spirit. He is in the business of surprising us sometimes, even of interrupting us. But as it is with us, it's with all of us. Anyone who is born of the Spirit is like the wind. You don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it's going. And our role is that when the wind blows, we go where he calls. And he's calling my family to a new place, to a new church, to a new city to serve but he still has a calling on this church. He has, still has a calling on your life. And if the Spirit calls, he empowers. You are a Spirit-filled people. You are a Spirit-filled church. It has been an honor to serve you these years. And I look forward to seeing what God does in the next season and chapter of King of Kings. For my last few Sundays with you, um, for preaching we're going to spend some time in the book of Acts where we see the Holy Spirit poured out on the church as this great and mighty sign that God is working. But then throughout the book of Acts, we, we see the Spirit lead the church and shape the church and move the mission forward. And so we're going to take some episodes from that, look at that, and consider how the Holy Spirit who did that then is still doing it today, still moving his church forward, still proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me pray, and then Ted's going to come up and share some. Spirit of the living God, I do pray that in this season you would fall anew and afresh on this church, that you would give fresh dreams and visions to your people, that you would give comfort, that you would give guidance, that you would give leadership. Lord, let the goodness that you have blessed King of Kings with these many years, the sweet spirit that has been here, continue to bless not only the people who come through its doors, but the people who have not yet come through its doors. I pray your anointing. Come, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.
I want to ask um, the vestry members that are here. I know some may be out of town. I know Don, can you come on up? And Pam, and I know, is Dana here, Steve? Is she downstairs? Downstairs. Uh, Neil, and I think Lawrence is out of town. But, uh, boy, what can you say? Um, it's been, been a whirlwind of a week. And uh, thank you, Randy, for your words, and thank you for your leadership. Um, we, uh, as we said in, uh, in the email that we sent out, if you hadn't seen it yet, um, you know, Randy and Paisley have been an incredible, incredible gift to this local body. And uh, we're very, very thankful, I know you all are too, for what God has done through them and, and here at King of Kings. And uh, we're going to miss them sorely. And uh, there's no question that there's some uh, mixed feelings about all that. At the same time, one thing that we do recognize, and that is that uh, it's time to share that special gift with the greater body of Christ. And uh, when Randy was sharing with me his his uh, sense of call, you know, my first thought was, oh, no. But then the more I thought about it, it just it's appropriate. It just makes sense. And, uh, and so we're excited to see what God's going to do through Randy and Paisley in South Carolina, and we're extremely excited about what God's going to do right here in Charlotte, North Carolina, at King of Kings. Um, as Randy mentioned, I was a part of the um, search team nine years ago, or a little more than nine years ago, when we uh, went through a process. And, uh, you know, Dana, um, who's not up here right now, she's downstairs, but Dana was also on that team, and there were a lot of you that were here. Uh, Jimbo, we... we Spent a lot of time praying and talking together. Fred, I know there are a lot of faces out there that, that were part of that. And I think you all would agree, and kind of going right along with what Randy was talking about, that one of the things that was reiterated to us then, and I know we, ex we have experienced that even at various intervals uh, throughout our, our history as a church here, is that King of Kings is a lot more than any one person. And God's church is a lot more than any one person. And so we recognize that and we celebrate that. We are the church. And uh, so we, we thank God for that. And we're excited about what God's going to be doing. We're going to be going into a new chapter, a fresh start, a fresh, maybe continuing on, not start, but continuing on of what God is doing here. And so we're excited about that. And so as a vestry, one of the things we just want to communicate to you is that we've, we are already engaged with, uh, uh, with, with Bishop David Bryan and uh, working, uh, you know, prayerfully working toward both an interim plan about what we'll be doing in the interim period and then also getting the search process started to discover who God has called. And make no mistake about it, he's already called somebody. We just have to discover who that is. So um, we're excited about that. We're really committed to communicating. We ask for you, share your thoughts, share your questions, but most importantly, we ask for your prayers, and we will join you in that as we seek the Lord together for what the next steps are for us here. Um, you know, I think going back to Randy's theme in, in the sermon here, I think one of the biggest challenges with change is that we get a little out of our comfort zone a little bit. And, uh, you know, I've, it's funny because I've, over the last six months or so personally, I've been thinking, I feel like I've been in a little bit in a comfort zone. Uh, and, you know, I wonder what God's going to be uh, calling me to. And so, uh, 
I'm still trying to figure out what, why do they call it senior warden? I mean, it sounds like you're in a prison or something. I, but anyway, I'm, we're, we're excited. God is doing great things, and we really, really seriously ask for your involvement, your prayers, your thoughts, etc. cetera, so, um, and your questions. We're going to commit to communicating, um, trying to keep you uh, informed of what's going on. And, uh, but uh, I, I think the, the last I would say is, you know, let's commit together that we're going to move forward towards what God is calling us to, and let's be the church. Amen? Amen. All right. Thank you.